Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job reveals an important truth about crossing spiritual borders. If you have spiritual baggage, unresolved business in your life, the moment that you start to engage in a calling that is higher, the moment that you cross a border into a new season, the moment that you go to another level in your life, then suddenly your baggage will make a difference. It can hold you back. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, Christmas begins to fade into the rearview mirror, Mark. I'm not ready to give up on it just yet. I don't know about you, but we are looking ahead to the new year, aren't we? And your message today is important, releasing spiritual baggage. It is important, Wayne, because in just a couple of days, we will be crossing that invisible line into 2023. And I think it's a great time, actually, at the end of the year, now that you're cleaning up your Christmas mess and uh, <laughs> trying to uh, figure out how you can go on that diet from eating so much. It's true, right. Um, it's a great time to ask yourself this question as we look at the new year is there any unfinished business before this year is over? Is there any baggage I need to release so that I don't drag it into the new year? It's a great time for self-examination and for spiritually thinking about crossing the border. I think this message is going to speak to a lot of people. I do too. Let's go ahead and start. This Bold Steps message is titled, What It Means to Release Spiritual Baggage and Cross Spiritual Borders. Here's Mark Job. Quite a few years ago now, when my boys were young, uh, we were traveling from Spain back to the U.S. My mother lives in Spain and my sister lives in Spain, so we would go there to visit them. And my boys were in a season where they were all about being warriors and cowboys and guns and weaponry everywhere they went, so a little fake weaponry, of course. And so we had loaded, they had loaded up in their suitcase, their bows and arrows and guns and so forth. And so I'm about to fly from Madrid coming back to Chicago. I'm on the plane and actually sitting down ready to enjoy this seven, eight hour uh, flight over the ocean. And someone gets on the intercom and they says, could Mr. Job come to the front? Mr. Job, why they call me off the plane? So I go to the front. And I said, is everything okay? They said, Mr. Job, follow us. So I said, yes. They brought me down. The security came, guys with machine guns. They said, are you Mr. Job? I said, yes. They said, please follow us. I said, uh-oh. Uh, did I do something? Follow us, sir. No questions asked. And they took me to my son's suitcase. And I said, is there a problem? They said, do you have weapons? I said, oh, you mean, yeah, toy guns? Sir, please open up your suitcase. So I opened up the suitcase, and there they were, the toy guns and rifles. And uh, I said, these, are, you know, these aren't real, see, sir? Oh, oh, they looked at me and said, well, they look real. I said, well, they're kids, you know, they're just boys, toy, weaponry. I'm raising my sons to be warriors for things that are right. And they said, well, sir, you cannot fly unless you get rid of these. I said, well, my boys aren't going to be too happy about that. Sir, 
you either stay or this gets out of your suitcase. And so I had to, they confiscated the toy guns so that I could cross the border. Now here's what they made clear. Unless I get these toy guns out of the suitcase, I have to stay with the suitcase because there's certain things that they say, well, you cannot cross the border with this. Let me, let me give you what I want to talk to you about today. There are certain things that God at the border control is opening up your spiritual suitcase and is saying to you, you cannot cross effectively unless you get rid of this from your suitcase. And so I want to challenge you to think for a moment, is there something that God is asking me to get rid of Is there baggage, spiritual baggage that I have that I should not drag into 2022 because God has already been speaking to me about releasing it in this year? Exodus chapter 4, verse 20. It says, So Moses took his wife and his sons, and he put them on a donkey, and they started back to Egypt. And he took the staff of God in his hand. Now, some of you know the story of Moses, how the Pharaoh felt threatened by the Israeli slaves. They had grown powerful and numerous. And the Egyptians felt like if there was an uprising that they would overwhelm them and overcome them. So the Pharaoh determined that he would slaughter every male child born And so he instructed the midwives to kill the babies if they were male children when they were born so that there would be less males to fight. One of the women that gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, she named him Moses. In order to save his life, she protected this little baby boy and she took him and put him into a little crib, floating crib down by the river and had her daughter check on them. And you know the story. The Pharaoh's daughter was down there bathing, heard the cry of a baby, thought it was an abandoned baby and adopted that baby. And that baby was raised in the house of royalty and grew up, although they were a son of a slave, grew up in royalty. His name was Moses. When Moses grew old enough, he realized his heritage, his roots. And he realized that God had called him to be a liberator. And so in his own power, he tried to liberate and bring justice to his people. And he killed someone. When the Pharaoh and the commanders found out about it, Moses had to flee into the desert and run for his life. He was about 40 years old at the time. He went to the desert far from the royalty and the palace and the glamour of Egypt in the land of Midian. There he met a woman and married her, had two boys, became a shepherd of sheep, forgot the dreams that he had had of being a liberator. No one knew that he had grown up in a palace as royalty. He was now a man that held sheep and smelled dirty and spent his years and days out in the field and had little contact with people. Most of his days were caring for lambs. And one day, about 40 years into being a shepherd, he saw at the distance something that puzzled him, a fire. But this fire 
seemed not to dwindle. And so out of curiosity, he approached this bush that was burning, these flames that seemed a little bit rare and iconic, and this bush that didn't seem to be consumed even though it was burning for a long time. And as he approached the bush, he actually had, yeah, we get the phrase from this, a burning bush experience. God spoke to him at that moment and reignited his calling challenged him to go back to Egypt. He resisted and thought, no, who am I? I've given up on that dream. And God reignited his call and said, Moses, I want you to go back and set my people free. So Moses wrestled with it, but he gave in to the call. And so he gathered his wife, Zephorah, and his two sons, two young sons, And they started to make their way back to Egypt with the purpose of setting his people free. Now, you know that story. But some of you, well, you may not even have heard this story. I've heard very few people, preachers, preach on it because it is somewhat of an obscure passage, a confusing passage, a passage that makes us pause for a second and wonder why. Because in Exodus chapter 4, verse 24, as Moses has picked up his two young sons, put them on a donkey, gone with his wife Zephorah, they're on their way to Egypt, he's reignited his call, he said yes to God, he's going to pursue his purpose, he stops at an inn, basically a cheap motel on his way to Egypt. And here's what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 4, verse 24. At the lodging place, on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. But Zephorah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched Moses' feet with it. What? It's a cheap motel. They're on their way to their calling. It's a new chapter. They're about to cross a border, the border of calling, from shepherd to liberator. It's an adventure in God. It's a journey of faith. And suddenly, at this inn, at this motel, it says, and God was about to kill Moses. And I say, God, why? He said yes to you. He's following his call. He's moving towards it. Why in the world would you want to eliminate the man that you just called? Oh, it doesn't tell us right away. But as we read the passage, we start to get an understanding of what's happening and why God almost killed Moses on the way to his call. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one, spiritual baggage can hold you back when you're stepping in to a new season. You see, God had called Moses to be a liberator. But we find out from this passage that Moses had, well, he had baggage. And that baggage wasn't a problem when he was not doing much, when he was just a shepherd, when he wasn't embracing a high calling on his life. But when he started to move closer to his calling, 
that baggage became an issue because the closer you move to making a difference, the closer you step into your purpose, the more aligned you get with your calling, the higher standard God has for your life. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and before we continue with today's message, we do want to take a quick look at yesterday's edition of the Bold Stepper Weekly. Each Monday morning, if you don't know, Mark sends out a special email devotional. A lot of people have signed up already. Hopefully a lot more will, Mark. Absolutely. And so this is an opportunity for us just to remind you of some truths in the Word of God, uh, give you some prayer requests, updates about ministry, give you a devotional thought. This past Monday, we highlighted the fact that this past year in Chicago has been a very, very violent year. Uh, Just recently, two youth that our ministry was working with were shot and killed, and it was devastating. But we're praying that this next year we would see that violence, that senseless violence taking the lives of young people turn to days of greater peace. And so if you remember, would you pray for us? that God would move not only in Chicago, but cities all across America, that churches would rise up, that ministries would be birthed to disciple and mentor generation away from the trajectory that we're headed. Well, that's just an example of what you can read when you receive the Bold Stepper Weekly. There's a devotional thought there from Mark. He, of course, is president of Moody Bible Institute, and uh, we urge you to support Moody and pray for Moody and our students. You you can learn more when you read the Bold Stepper Weekly and sign up for it at boldstepsradio.org. It's free. There's no charge, no obligation. It's a great start to the week every Monday morning as it comes out very early as you begin your day. Sign up at boldstepsradio.org. All right. Thank you, Mark. Let's get back to your message now. What it means to release spiritual baggage and cross spiritual borders. There's some of you here that want to go on vacation. Maybe next year you postponed it because of COVID. And it's not a big deal that your passport is out of date right now. It's expired. You can drive around, walk around, you can shop, you can eat. And an expired passport really is no big deal until you decide to cross a border. And when you go and show your passport at the border, then suddenly your expired passport will keep you from crossing a border that you want to cross. You don't even notice that it's an issue if you're not traveling, if you're not crossing a border, if you're not going somewhere. You don't even require a passport to live and travel around, and travel around Chicagoland area or the borders of the United States. But the moment that you decide to cross a border to go to another place, then your expired passport is a huge issue. It can keep you from crossing a border. Spiritually speaking, if you have spiritual baggage, unresolved business in your life, disobedience in your life, you can walk around what you're doing right now, you can play around with what you're doing, and if you're not really engaging in your call, it doesn't make much of a difference. But the moment that you start to engage in a calling that is higher, the moment that you cross a border into a new season, the moment that you go to another level in your life, the moment that you're trying to go to that next level in your life, then suddenly your baggage, your baggage will make a difference. It can hold you back. You say, well, what baggage did Moses have? Well, let's look at the passage a little bit more closely. 
In Genesis chapter 17, verses 9 through 14, God called a man. Sometimes we talk about God choosing the people of Israel. God did not choose a nation or a people. God chose a man out of which a nation would be birthed. God chose years before Moses, God chose a man by the name of Abraham. His name was actually Abram. And God said to this man, I want you to come and follow me into a land that I will give you. I will make you a father of a great nation. Now, this man was single. He had no children. And he married, and his wife and him couldn't have no children. But he had a promise that God was going to give him a land and a people. Well, he lived and lived and lived for a long time, and he still had no children. He prospered, but he still had no children. He married his wife. His wife was about 90 years old, and God had spoken to him, I'm going to make you a great nation. And you remember the story how Sarah, at the ripe age of 90 years old, had a child named Isaac. And out of Isaac, a nation was born. God spoke to Abraham and made an Abrahamic covenant with him and said, I will give you, I will make you a great nation and I will make you a great people, but I want you to follow the covenant. Every male child that's born from your descendants, at the eighth day, I want you to circumcise that child. It'll be a sign that you belong to a people. It'll be a sign that you are part of a covenant people, that I have a promise upon you that you are a chosen people. The eighth day, every male child will be circumcised. Moses was a part of the descendants of Abraham. But listen to me well. Moses had married a woman that was not Jewish. She was from Midian. Most scholars believe that Moses probably did not circumcise his oldest son Gershom because his wife probably said, why are you going to do that to our little baby boy? That's a brutal practice. That's a barbaric practice. I don't want you to do that to my little baby boy. And so that Moses probably compromised and did not circumcise his son when he was born, even though he knew it was a commandment of God for the Jewish people. So now Gershom is probably about eight or nine years old at this time, and he's still not circumcised. It had not been a big problem while Moses was just shepherding sheep, but as Moses started to go towards doing something greater than shepherding sheep, then there was a greater expectation of obedience on his life. Are you following me here today? God was about to kill Moses. Sabotage your future destiny with toxic spiritual baggage from your past that you have been unable or unwilling to deal with. Some of you are in a cycle right now. You're in a season you should have left a long time ago, but you have baggage that doesn't let you cross a border. Some of you have repeated a season over and over and over. You're getting tired of the season that you're in because you should have left that season a long time ago. But you're stuck in a season because you're unwilling to let go of the baggage. You can't cross the border because you're unwilling to let go of certain things that God said, let go of it or deal with it or take a step of obedience. But since you've clung to it, held on to it, but unwilling to let go of it or been unwilling to follow a step of obedience, you're stuck on the other side of the border of God's calling, his purpose and his plan for you. 
Moses almost got stuck on the other side because of his baggage, his unfinished business, his unwillingness to obey because he had compromised. Which leads me to my second point. Write this down. Spiritual baggage will surface unexpectedly and can affect those who are closest to you. Notice what it says that happens. So here's Moses. He's in a cheap motel. He's about to die. He's got two boys in the room with him. His wife, Sephora, is afraid. She doesn't know what to do. I don't know if Moses had a seizure. I don't know if he's on his deathbed. I don't know if there's an angel about to kill him. But Zephora knows that her husband is about to die. She's aware of it. And she's also aware of the reason. Notice what it says. But Zephora took a flint knife. Flint is a type of rock that they would sharpen. Took a flint knife and cut off her son's foreskin and touched Moses' feet with it and said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. What? Let me tell you what's happening here. Zephora, the wife, realizes Moses has not circumcised his boys like he should have. He's about to die. He can't do it now himself. She feels like, I have to do what my husband did not do. Now, it's one thing when you circumcise a baby at eight days old. They barely know what's going on. But imagine her telling her son, Gershom, Gershom, come here. Why, Mommy, just come. Dad, come here. Mommy, what are you doing? I got the rock. This is going to hurt. I'll spare you the bloody details. I can just imagine Gershom at 25 in a support recovery group, though. He's saying, I still remember that dark day. I tried to block it out. My mother said, come, come. She took a rock, not even a real knife, a rock. And, and, oh, it's painful to think about it. Well, what happened? Let me tell you what happened. Listen, this is not a message for men, but let me talk to the men for a second. Let me tell you something, men. Zephora had to end up doing what Moses should have done years ago. Moses' lack of obedience and compromise fell on the shoulders of his wife, and his wife had to do what her husband should have done a long time ago, and she resented him for it. Moses should have stuck to his convictions and circumcised his boys, but because he compromised and gave in to the culture, he did not circumcise them, and his wife had to do at a very inconvenient time what he should have done a long time ago. Listen to me, men. When you abdicate your spiritual responsibility, when you become passive in your leadership, and you there's things that God has called you to do in your household, lead in your household, raise in the household, speak into your household. When you fail at your responsibility, it falls into the lap of your wife to do what you should have done a long time ago. And although she may do it, there is a resentment that will build in her heart for having to do what you should have done. The story and the lesson continue when we return for tomorrow's program here on Bold Steps with Mark Job. If you missed any of today's message, be sure to catch up when you can by going to our website at boldstepsradio.org 
Or you can easily listen right from your phone, no matter where you go, by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. Open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or smart device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click on the subscribe button. By the way, maybe you received a smart speaker at home for Christmas. Well, you can hear this program through your smart speaker at home or on any Alexa or Siri-enabled device. Here's how to listen. Say, Alexa, enable Moody Radio, which enables it on any Alexa device. Two, say, Alexa, open Moody Radio. And three, Alexa, play Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job on Moody Radio. Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job from Moody Radio. For more details on how to set up this convenient hands-free listening option, just visit boldstepsradio.org. And before we close today, we want to make sure you get your copy of this month's Bold Step gift, a special devotional you want to have on hand for next Christmas season and even throughout the year. It's called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus, and in this engaging book, you'll discover the meanings and modern-day relevance of the different names of Jesus. Discover as a family what terms like Prince of Peace and Son of Righteousness tell us about the Son of God as you deepen your connection with Christ through daily prayers, reflections, talking points, and activity plans. Again, it's called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. We'll be happy to send a copy to you right away when you give a financial gift of any amount to support this ministry. Go online to boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or send your donation in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Be sure to listen tomorrow for the important conclusion of today's lesson on what it means to release spiritual baggage and cross spiritual borders. That's Wednesday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.